0: 102 Springfield's classic rockets 534, and Led Zeppelin a rock 102.
1: Gonna be uh, one of the last nice days of the week left uh, today. Sunny and a high of 56 tomorrow. Rain showers and a high of 61 more for Saturday as well. It's 31 in downtown Springfield.
0: The uh, Patriots are taking on the Cleveland Browns. You know who else used to play in the Cleveland Browns? Who? Odell Beckham Jr. Sure. Will the Patriots be getting him? A lot of talk and we're talking to uh, Scott Zolak about that later on this morning brought to you by the Leah Auto Group.
1: I can feel the drama now.
0: Oh, there's literally let me load the drama and mm-hmm. uh Zolak will tell you all
1: about it. Alright then. So and there's... then uh we got some other stuff too. Oh my god,
0: yes. I uh well like tell them everybody what uh, what we can expect today.
1: Oh we're gonna expect a little bit of this and a little bit of that and uh I can't remember the rest of the lyrics of the song. A little bit of this, a little bit of this. We'll figure it out. We've got four hours to fill. I think that was Michelle Branch, who will be at Gateway City Arts next week. Shut up. Yeah. No kidding. How about
0: that? huh? We have got to get in bed with those people.
1: Oh, wait a minute. Maybe it's Vanessa Carlton. Oh, oh it's one of the two. One yeah. of the two.
0: Anyway, it's 535 on Rock 102. If New England starts to Springfield's Classic Rock, it's 551 and Hart. On rock 102
1: it is uh going to be and i will uh, i will tell you in just one second uh it is going to be mostly sunny for your veterans day today happy veterans day to all you vets out there uh 59 for a high tomorrow rain showers high of 63 29 in downtown springfield
0: hey what are you saying we hop right into some hollywood trash
1: with yeah, steve yeah. Nagle, rock uh r kelly's cellmate is having so so much fun he wrote a comic book about the time they've spent together That had to be good. This guy's name is uh, Brendan Hunt. He's uh, 37 years old, and he's serving time for threatening to kill government officials. He's trying to convince the court to sentence him to time served and let him go, and he thought these drawings would help. Uh, In the comic, Brendan reveals that he didn't even know who R. Kelly was when they first started bunking together. But I bet he learned pretty quick with all that fan mail. Kelly asked, quote, I'm the greatest R&B star in human history. How can you not know of R. Kelly? seems Brendan's more of like a mega death slayer dying fetus kind of guy. Well, I can understand that. Uh, But that doesn't stop him from doing yoga and aerobics together and getting super swole. Yeah!
0: Well, you know, you got nothing but time on your hands. Why not? Yeah. But I Mm don't know if getting swole with R. Kelly is necessarily a healthy pursuit.
1: No, I don't think... uh, I think many people have tried to get swole with R. Kelly and wound up uh, on the receiving end of something horrible.
0: Now, when you mean swole, do you mean like Like, swollen? As in, like, you may have contracted some sort of venereal disease?
1: Perhaps.
0: Because that I'm willing to believe.
1: Perhaps. Uh, But can you imagine? You're you're the guy in the bunk. You don't even know who this guy is. And then all of a sudden, he's like, toot, toot. And the guy goes, oh, and give me that beep, beep. (laughs) You're that guy? You sang that song? Yeah, those are great lyrics for you. Uh, Paul Rudd was awarded this year's Sexiest Man Alive by People Magazine, and he's going to lean into it.
0: We missed it by that much.
1: Yeah, I know, right? He said he's getting business cards made, and he's looking forward to being invited to sexy dinners and spending time on yachts like sexy people typically do. I wouldn't even know what to do if I
0: were voted the sexiest man alive. I mean, do you have to keep up with the the expectation all the time? Can you ever walk out of the house wearing, like, like sweatpants and mismatched socks, can you ever really do that? I, I don't think you can. I, I mean, during that's... your reigning year, I feel like you have to elevate to a certain level, and I don't yeah. know if I, I don't know if I want to shoulder that burden. I mean, that's... it's tough. It's tough enough being as sexy as I am now.
1: That's what Paul Rudd is saying. He's gonna have to like change his whole wardrobe. And, oh, you uh, gotta start doing different things.
0: But he's got you know more things to he can access. He's Paul Rudd. He can get probably has like a makeup guy. Someone to do his hair every day.
1: Yeah, we don't we don't have any of that stuff. I don't have any of that. That's why we're never gonna get sexiest man alive. It's all rigged. It's all rigged. Ben.
0: Maybe we should do like a like a local version. Like the sexiest man alive in the Pioneer Valley.
1: Well then we'd clearly win. Hands down. Benedict Cumberbacht was so intent on realism when he made his latest movie that he smoked real cigarettes and gave himself nicotine poisoning three times. What a wuss. Might want to cut down a little bit. He says, quote, when you have to smoke a lot, it is genuinely, it's horrible. Was he a non-smoker before this? Yeah. So then he just started smoking cigarettes. What's he doing now? Uh, six packs a day.
0: <sighs> yeah. Isn't that wow. crazy? And That's a, uh, I don't know what he makes per
1: per film, but that's six packs a day. It's very costly. Well, he's probably he probably can afford that. Uh, Dolph Lundgren. Didn't I just say to you yesterday we don't do enough Dolph Lundgren stories? You did say that, and Dol- I agreed with you. Dolph Lundgren puts uh, Sly Stallone in intensive care with a punch to the chest during the making of Rocky IV. Oh, okay. So Eric Baldwin shoots somebody in the face, and now we got to talk about every other movie mistake that happens. <laughs> I mean, if Dolph Lundgren
0: could push could put his uh, fist through Stallone's chest now in like Rocky fifteen.
1: That's a new story. Rocky IV was like, what, 30, 40 years ago? Yeah. Sly said, uh, my heart started to swell. My blood pressure went up to 260 and I was going to be talking to the angels.
0: And here we are, 2021. Years, decades after that film yep. was released.
1: Uh, Jake Gillenhall is in talks to star in a remake of Roadhouse. 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 The 1989 Patrick Swayze classic. No word on any other casting. Would he be the Patrick Swayze guy? Maybe I never saw. I never really saw the movie. Remember, like uh, seeing like a like a like a road like you know the scene of the roadhouse and people punching each other. But I never really saw the entire movie.
0: Roadhouse is one of those movies that you know that you've seen, but don't have any real recollection of what happened. Don't ruin it for me, any of you people. I don't. I don't. I want to go
1: in fresh. Uh, Hey, by the way, uh, Patrick Swayze dies eventually. Yeah. Not in that film. Mariah Carey is teaming up with McDonald's for 12 days of free food with her Mariah menu. It starts December 13th and will only be available on the McDonald's app with a minimum purchase of a dollar. 12 days
0: actually would be cutting things down <laughs> for Mariah Carey at I was, McDonald's. I was going to say,
1: she's uh, she, she loves them Big Macs.
0: Two, three, four at a time, plus those fries.
1: Hey, uh, you know, uh, I, found a, I found a way around uh, not paying for a Big Mac. How'd you do it? All right, we went a few weeks ago to a McDonald's, and my kid says, uh, hey, what about Big Mac? Well, the Big Mac's like $5 for one sandwich, right? Yeah. And I said, why don't you just order the uh, the double cheeseburger uh, for $2 and add Mac-, Mac sauce to it? And you can, and they do it. No kidding. Yeah. So it tastes just like a Big Mac. It's just in a different form.
0: Does uh, Does Mamak Cheese want this known? I
1: don't really care
0: what Mayor McCheese says. Let me see if I can move this McDonald's commercial a little bit further down the uh, commercial Oh, yeah,
1: maybe I shouldn't do that. Uh, Some people love the biopics Hollywood made about them, like Stephen Hawking and Joan Jett. Others did not. Oh, yeah. In fact, that, that Stephen Hawking film, he really rose to his feet. Yeah, he really did. Mark Zuckerberg hated the social network, especially the idea that he created Facebook because, quote, I wanted to get girls or wanted to get into clubs. Yes, that's exactly why you invented it.
0: You just want to rip off those stupid twins.
1: Uh, NFL star Michael Orr uh, didn't love how the blind side uh, made him seem dumb and also how they made it look like he had no idea how to play football.
0: I can see that. Yeah, I can see that too. But, you know, uh, sometimes you have to fudge the story a little bit to make your dull life look interesting on the film.
1: Hey, listen, we need to make you look dumb so Tim McGraw looks good. See? Yeah. Uh, Stephen Hawking liked the theory of everything so much. He told field filmmakers there were times he thought he was watching himself. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Like I said, gave it a standing
0: ovation at the end.
1: Ah, uh, that's funny because he can't stand. Uh,
0: he Any can't more. stand it
1: at all. And that's your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Hi-ya.
0: You matter to your family, to your neighbors, to
1: And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Outdoor Power Headquarters. Steel, Ego, and Craftsman. Rocky's Outdoor Power Trifecta. Hey!
0: Good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? You know, as you can imagine, I've been swamped all week, studying up on all this NFL game film, trying to break down every significant play of last Sunday's Patriots win over the Carolina Panthers. I've taken notes, I've put together diagrams, I've cross-referenced all my materials and have calculated all the probabilities of what might be coming up this weekend against Cleveland. Of course, I haven't been able to find any of that stuff in the last 24 hours, so bear with me while I wing it. You see, if any of you whiny dopes were under the impression that Patriots quarterback Mac Jones was trying to injure, maim, or dismember Carolina's Brian Burns by holding onto his ankle during a strip sack in the first quarter, then you, my sorry excuse for a friend, were simply not paying attention. While the Panthers are accusing Mac Jones of being a dirty player who uses dirty techniques to protect, perpetuate his dirty play, I would suggest that you look at it again. This is not the act of a young man trying to screw your foot off like a jar of pickles. He was simply stopping you from doing something that he simply didn't want you to do. Seems to me that placed in the same situation, your largely ineffective quarterback Sam Donald, might have tried the same thing in between all those ill-timed interceptions he was throwing. Yesterday, Brian Burns told the press, quote, it would be nice to have an apology, but that's not going to happen. I wish all my defensive end brothers happy hunting. That's all. Folks call me stupid, but that sounded to me like a thinly veiled threat against the Patriots rookie quarterback. The very quarterback to beat your team by a lopsided score of 24 to 6. Yes, I'm sure your foot hurts a little bit, but that's what happens when you put it into somebody else's hands. Listen, I know you're hurt and would like to think that Matt Jones is a second coming of Albert Hainsworth or Conrad Dobler, but he's just not that sort of fella. No, he's just simply doing his job as a young man who just had the football stripped away from his hands by one of your dopey teammates. Maybe if you weren't picking on the guy, things might have turned out differently. Maybe it is you who should be dishing out the apologies, first for the sack and then for inciting public threats, or did you not think that through? But hey, and mind Yappin Sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. Everybody loves pizza, especially pizza from an Uni Pizza Oven. Rockies is your grilling destination with the Traeger Woodfire Grills, Weber Grills, the Big Green Egg, and now the Uni Portable Outdoor Pizza Oven available right now at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm Pax. That's my due from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 611. And Aerosmith on Rock 102.
1: That was a great adult film.
0: Uh, which one? Come Together? Come Together. Get yeah, it. that was from a film, but that was not a good one. So
1: uh, No, but I, was, uh, I thought I saw it on Lobster Tube.
0: Uh, no, that version no. was actually from uh, the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band film with Peter Frampton and the Bee Gees.
1: Same thing. No, no,
0: no. One actually had entertainment, and the Bee Gees myth film was uh, not it.
1: Hey, it's uh, going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 59. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 63. Looking at 29 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: You know, we got to review the employee handbook here because mm-hmm. there are, you know, there are holidays that we get off, like Labor Day, Memorial Day. But then there are holidays that we don't get off. Today, with you know, being Veterans Day, is a day that we work through.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, if you remember, uh, when they decided to make uh, the Martin Luther King Day a national holiday, mm-hmm. we got the day off. Right. Uh, you know, and I, and I don't believe Juneteenth was added uh, to that day no, off for us. it was not. Uh, but here we are, Veterans Day. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Uh, I would like to say a thank you to all of our service members for, you know, putting your life on the line for this country. Uh, God bless you and your service. But my wife has the day off today, mm-hmm. and I believe uh, we're here working through Veterans Day.
1: Well, uh, with your knee injury and your wife having the day off, she's got some gutters to clean, no, I some get it. trash to take out, Listen, and some siding abs- to paint. Well, and I'll and be honest, you know, I, my transmissions niece... to replace.
0: <sighs> Jenny comes from a long line of very capable people. You know, people that can actually do things with yeah. their hands, fix stuff, use tools that. In my family, we have a tendency to not do those things. We instead have become very good at talking and expressing our feelings.
1: I, uh, I wouldn't question her capability of doing those things, but I sympathize with her that she doesn't want to do those things when she has another capable adult in the house Yes, that is usually able to do those things, but now Captain Gimpy... Uh, walks in the house every day. Oh my knee! I can't do anything today.
0: Well, here's a fact: yeah. uh, because of my age, and uh, you know, we there is a ten-year difference. Uh, she's not comfortable with me getting on things like ladders, or like you know, being yeah. on a roof because right. old people. I don't know if you have uh, experience with this. Tend to not have the same balance. Tend not to have the same. Uh, physical response times, the reflexes—we don't uh, recover from our injuries quite as quite as fast as say someone who is ten years younger, who actually knows right. what she's doing, and she does know what she's doing when she, she's up there on the roof. She gets up on the roof. Yeah, Good she for gets. Her. Oh yeah, she and she prefers it that way. This is this is not me saying. Tell you what, honey, I'll stay here on the ground and you know firmly hold the ladder. She's like, you're not going up on a ladder, mm-hmm. and you know, I, I, in a way, uh, you know, good on her for having so much, you know, compassion for my physical limitations and 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 the age that I'm at. But on the <laughs> other hand, good on me because I just struck the jackpot when it comes to climbing ladders and potentially injuring myself.
1: Did you see a video that came out last year with a guy sitting on his roof and he had a hammer and uh, he had a board and he had a like a thirty pack. Yeah, and he was just taking the hammer every once in a while, banging the thing down like he was replacing the roof, but he was really just getting drunk up on top so his wife thought he was working. Smart. That's you. That's you should do that. I should do that. Then
0: you know, a while back we had a guy look at our roof cuz it's yeah. you know, it's about that point where you start, you know, second guessing whether mm-hmm. you need a new roof. Right. Probably got like a couple years left on it and then it'll yeah. have to go. Well, we, uh, we we talked to a friend of ours whose stepfather does roofs, and the guy said, yeah, I'll come over and take a look at the roof. Uh-huh. Guy's 87 years old, takes this big, long ladder from the back of his truck, carries it all by himself. I asked the guy, do you want help with the ladder? Nope, I got it. 87 years old, shoots up the ladder, goes yeah. up on the roof. He's walking around tap dancing, you know, doing cartwheels. He's doing all kinds of stuff that an 87-year-old man should never have to do.
1: Because he's probably been doing it for the last 67 years. Yeah, and so, then I
0: get told that this is the kind of guy that at 87 years old not yeah. only goes up on the roof, but will also hoist one of them big bundles of of uh, of, of tar paper on his yeah. back while he's doing it. And I And all I'm thinking of is, I don't think my wife would let me do that.
1: We had a we had a time fifty five years old hey uh, years ago I had uh, one of them big giant hemlock trees, those big pines yeah, right uh, that needed to come down in my backyard and we uh, we hired this guy that uh, I, don't know, I think it was my wife's like uncle knew somebody kind of thing and then uh, I, I'm like picturing this guy coming over with like a big truck and uh, you know one of them lift things and all that stuff oh yeah yeah this guy shows up with a chainsaw. Two chainsaws, one smaller one and one very big one. Right. And then uh, he's got spikes on his heels. He climbs all the way up to the top, and he just starts chopping the thing down. He had the thing down in, like, two hours. Yeah. It's like magic. Yeah. And I was like, you're not even going to use a... He didn't even... I don't even think he had a harness to, like, hold himself... He must have had a harness to hold himself onto the tree. Probably did. But I... I think he just did it so quickly that I didn't even really notice.
0: Meanwhile you come out of the house wearing a little sundress and a tray full of yeah. lemonade to you, quench his thirst. My wife made cookies for you. Do you want some? <laughs> I'm really good at servitude. There's a you know, there's there comes a time when a man just has to accept the fact yeah. that there are men out there who are better capable and better designed for Absolutely. that kind of work. And Absolutely. I am in awe of those guys. Whether they are veterans or not, I tip my yeah. hat
1: to them. But it's, again, it's experience, Bax. This guy's been, like I said, the guy probably been doing it for 67 years. Sure. He probably started when he was 20 years old, maybe even younger than that, maybe uh, 70 years. But you know does he I mean? have the ability to share his feels like I do? Uh, can, he, can, he, can he
0: talk over his problems? No, no, he's probably... Jealous of me and how well,
1: eloquent I can be when it talks about how I feel deep inside. But that's my point. The point being that you know, if you were 87 years old and you had been retired from this business for so long, you got behind a microphone, it would just be like riding a bike. You'd be bumbling the time and words and all that stuff, <laughs> but <it's> just as, <laughs> just as good as you do now. It's like no time has yeah, ever been off. Like nothing to happen. There you go. Perfect. Uh, but it is, uh, like you were telling, Veterans Day. There's lots of discounts out there if you are a uh, a veteran. You ready for some of the best deals out there? Uh, I'm ready. The Outback Steakhouse is giving out free Bloomin' Onions. That's like a week's worth of delicious calories. Thank you for your service. That's unbelievable. A free blooming Onion? Yeah. The, a, a, where was this? The Roadhouse? Oh, Outback. Uh, Outback Steakhouse. Wow. You can also get a free Coke, which pairs well with 17 grams of sodium. <laughs> Listen, if you didn't die in battle, we're going to kill you with uh, high cholesterol and uh, high blood pressure.
0: You know, this country was won. Our freedoms were secured by your ability to ingest as much high fructose corn syrup as you can muster.
1: Thank you for putting your life on the line. Here is a fried vegetable. A fried vegetable under the guise
0: of Australian cuisine, which I should point out it is not.
1: I don't even think they have it out back in Australia. I don't believe they do. Starbucks is running its annual Veterans Day special where veterans, active duty military and military spouses get a free small, aka tall, hot coffee. How generous. I'm
0: glad you st- you made the designation cuz you can't go into a Starbucks and ask for a
1: small. They'll look at you like you're like you're from another planet. Uh let's see. Other restaurants are offering deals for for vets that include Olive Garden, Buffalo Wild Wings, IHOP, Texas Roadhouse, Denny's, Applebee's, California Pizza Kitchen, Chili's can I ask, and Hooters.
0: Can I ask a question? What? If you have uh put your life in the line for our freedoms and uh you know, maybe maybe you may have been injured in combat, maybe you didn't get injured in combat, maybe you're dealing with some post traumatic stress is the first place on your list either gonna be an Applebee's or an Olive Garden?
1: No. No, it is not.
0: It's not. It's simply not. There's a, there's always somewhere else. Those are the places you go when everything else is closed for the night.
1: You know, these are all nice gestures, I guess, you know, to offer you a free sandwich. Right. I think uh, 99's offering a That's the other thing. It's a you can get a free lunch from like 11 to 5. But it has to be off this particular menu. Sure. These are the things we have pre-cooked already over here that can just easily be put together. Because if everybody's coming in for a free lunch, smack that hamburger together. How about that? You got a free burger.
0: Now, do you have to provide military identification to prove that you have served...
1: I would imagine that you probably would have to have uh, your your card on you. Doesn't everybody have a military ID? Doesn't every veteran, when when you well, get discharged, you still have the thing to prove that you were so you had military service?
0: I suppose, but do they ask for you to uh, to show it?
1: I'm sure there are some places that ask to show it, because uh, I like
0: to go to the places that don't ask you to show it. Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm not gonna uh, do a stolen act of valor for a small coffee at Starbucks. I mean, if you offered, uh, oh, I'll give you 150 bonus stars. Sure. Plus, a, plus a, a a venti mocha latte. Right. Then I might be lying.
0: But, you know, Steve, I'm old enough to have served in Grenada, uh, the first desert storm, and uh, and the last big one we were in for the last 20 years. Grenada. Yeah, that was a tough day. It was a tough, tough grimy day <laughs> yeah. in the muck.
1: Did I tell you about that? My, my brother-in-law? My <laughs> yeah. brother-in-law went, went to Grenada. Yeah. And uh, he... Uh, he got shot in the foot. Now, some people might think that he could have shot himself sure. because he didn't want to be there. Most people didn't. Uh, but his version of the story is he was shot by a sniper, a Grenadian sniper. <laughs> I believe that war lasted all of
0: seven and a half minutes. It's a pretty uh, rambunctious
1: sniper. He, he gets uh, he now gets $25 a month from the U.S. government uh, for that specific injury. No kidding. 25 bucks a month. Man, you... The money, the things you could do with that money, man. That's a that's a fine hearty thank you for your service. But I remember he uh, he came in because again, this was a Veterans Day thing. It was Veterans Day thirty something years ago. Yeah, uh, where he came in to my fourth grade class and took off the sock to show everybody the scar, really of the bullet hole. Yeah,
0: really. Yeah, was it gross?
1: It was pretty gross, mainly because he's not a very good foot keeper.
0: Uh, how f- soon after the injury was this show and tell? Uh, like within a couple weeks?
1: No, uh, when it was a grenade, nineteen eighty three, something like that. And this was nineteen eighty eight.
0: So enough time for them to have been some healing.
1: Oh yeah, there was healing. All right, the, so it uh, wasn't
0: still like an open
1: wound. No, but uh, you know, this was. Hey, that that was a. I got an A on that project. I'll tell you what, for a free donut or discounted coffee, it's almost worth shooting yourself yeah. in the foot. But uh, he told me the whole story. That the entire report was only five minutes because that's how long the Granada War lasted.
0: <laughs> did he? Did he explain it very much like, uh, <laughs> like uh, you know, Marlon Brando and Apocalypse Now? You know, like yeah, like it was sort of like that. Like the yeah. lights were low. He was yeah. in a cave. Only like the you had know, the flicker of the orange flames in have, his face. You
1: have no idea, Grenada. We overtook crap. <laughs> Grenadas don't surf. There was fives of people counting on us <laughs> to overtake this island. Well, we came home. It was a victory parade at least two or three feet long. And now I get 25 bucks a month in constant ridicule from my in-laws. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's a six, lifetime battle, my friend. It's 624 on Rock 102.
0: It's 628 with Baxon and O'Brien and Steve Angle on Rock 102.
1: Gonna be a nice day today. Sunny and a high of 59. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 63. It's 29 right now in downtown Springfield. And with that, let's laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's fun. It's Bax
0: and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a
1: keen sense of humor on Rock 102. Oh, my God, that is hilarious. Springfield's Classic Rock. All right, I got two of them today. Two of them? Two jokes. All right, I'm ready. Are you ready? Yes. Did you hear about the uh, the crazy Spanish train conductor that murdered those people? No,
0: I did not hear about that.
1: He had locomotives. Locomotives. Motives, <laughs> <laughs> get <I'm> a loco <laughs> motives. <laughs> he's crazy, and he's of there. Now tell the funny one. Uh, why does the Avon lady walk funny? I don't know. Because her lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if they even have a ladies anymore. I don't even know why. That's funny. <laughs> Booyah!
0: Bax and O'Brien. 633 with Bax and O'Brien. Bax and O'Brien. Bax O'Brien's oh, O'Brien's Bax crying out with Bax hey. and O'Brien at Rock 102. It is time for news brought to you by the North Atlantic State's Carpenters Unit. It's time to build. To learn more, visit narscc.org. There's local radio icon, Steve Nagel.
1: i got to stop jumping in like that. I'm sorry. It's all right, Steve. No harm done. Springfield firefighters were called to Montclair Street uh, Wednesday night for a house fire when uh, the 22 news crew arrived. Guess what they saw? I don't know. Oh, my God! We saw two fire trucks outside the home, and there was smoke coming out of the roof! It was crazy! On one side of the home, it had received heavy fire damage, according to Fire Commissioner... Costco, Calvi, no one was injured in the fire. Four people have been temporarily displaced, but the house is rebuildable. Well, that's good. Well, who made that decision? Well, I mean, don't they have,
0: I mean, uh, you know, when Dennis Ledger was uh, was the He's estimator. The
1: estimator. And I
0: spokesman. mean, he would. He could tell you, oh, yeah, that'll, that'll just buff right out. Rub a little dirt on it. That thing will be uh, habitable in no time.
1: Yeah, I just don't understand. You're going to rebuild that. But you know what? What if you're the homeowner and you're like, I don't want to rebuild it. I want the insurance payout so I can build a a whole new house altogether. That was the worst room in the house anyway. I know, but I didn't like the entire house. Yeah, I know. Now he's going to give me the old Scroogey on the guesstimates.
0: Yeah, but, you know, again, uh, if it ain't ain't the fire department assessing this, it's going to be an insurance uh, adjuster coming to the house and say, yeah, it's a total loss.
1: Um... How, I just I don't understand like uh, you know uh, how like do you uh, adjust the rates for inflation and cost of goods? You sure. Know, uh, uh, you know, five years ago, that the same porch that cost ten thousand dollars now costs twenty five thousand
0: or more. Yeah, I know. that's this whole supply and demand thing. This whole uh it's it's got everybody all confused. I mean, what's what's you know like a like a single. A uh, two-by-four cost these days? It's cost you the price of a two-by-eight. $957. That's crazy. I'm making that number up on my the top of
1: my head, but no, it's but very expensive. But you're not far off. A Worcester Superior Court jury found a Springfield police officer not guilty Wednesday in connection with, which is uh, with what is known as the Nathan Bills incident. Darren Nguyen was uh, acquitted Wednesday on charges of perjury and filing a false report. Nguyen was uh, one of 14 current and former Springfield police officers that were indicted in connection with the case. It involved several off-duty officers getting into a fight with four black men outside the Nathan Bills bar back in 2015. The Massachusetts Attorney General's Office tried the case after Hamden County Anthony Galuni declined to file charges. Nguyen's case was the first to go to trial. Several other, of the other cases... Uh, Have already been dropped. In a statement to 22 News, Springfield Police spokesman Ryan Walsh said the commissioner is pleased for Officer Nguyen, but will refrain from any comment about the case until they have been adjudicated. So there you go.
0: Well, so uh, now there's other, what, 13 more guys to to go through?
1: Maybe we'll get one of them. (laughs) It just takes one. The uh, Springfield police is warning residents to be careful when mailing envelopes with checks inside. They said do not place them into the big blue postal boxes you see out on the sidewalk, citing reports of recently stolen mail and cash checks. Here's what I don't understand um, about checks. Sure. We have come so far in technology where you can instantly pay someone. I can pay you. Right. Uh, Let's say you had Venmo. Hey, uh, Steve, remember that 40 bucks at uh, your bar last week? Yeah, backs. Okay, can you give it back to me? Sure. Bing, bing, boom. Do. You got the 40 bucks back because I got Venmo.
0: Before you go any further. Yeah. The Should ID... I be expecting $40 in my Venmo? Uh, Yeah.
1: All I don't right. understand how checks are cashed fraudulently anymore. Like, if you, even if you had a fake ID and yeah. you went to the thing, is there not some instantaneous way to check to see A if that account has money in it to cover the cost of whatever the check is and B to certify that the person giving you the check is in fact that person.
0: Well, all banking at this point is digital, even at the uh, even at the bank location. It's all digitally processed. Uh-huh. So if something is in there that doesn't seem on the up and up, then as long as you can prove that you are not the person cashing this check then i think you're in the clear
1: i get but- that part i'm talking about the vetting of the person actually cashing the check the person who says well i'm t- okay you're giving me this piece of paper right i'm checking off this id that you say you're this person on this on this thing uh, but there's no way to verify like who that person is. Oh, I, I, don't, I don't understand how this whole thing works. It gotta, just seems like in this instantaneous world we should be able to find out.
0: Things. i got to tell you, in my, in my previous life, we did not uh, do much online uh, bill paying. But uh, now that I've uh, zoomed into the 21st century, that's, that's all we do now. And, and we don't write that many checks ever. I mean, uh, you know, we just ordered checks, right? Five hundred of them because they actually gave us two hundred and fifty too many. That'll last us for a good fifteen years at this point.
1: Well, yeah, and but here's the thing: like, I still use checks from time to time for like deposits. You know, like if uh, you can electronically deposit a check, right? Uh, through the thing. I mean, that's kind of how I i have been managing like my mother's stuff. Right. You know, you you, you pick up. You write down the amount, and then you say, "Okay, well, this is the money that's going back to me for covering the cost of this." So then you put that down, and then you and I just take snap a picture of the check, and, I, and then boom, it's in the in the in the bank. See, that's the way it's supposed. I mean, it's, yeah, it's but it, simple. But that's a certified bank account. I'm just. My question is, why isn't there some vetting process in order to find out who these people are when they walk into like a, these check zones or whatever the hell these. Uh, well, you Czech know, my, the places the, are.
0: the bank I go to, and I'm I'm not going to mention names. What's in there I'm with? Uh Berkshire. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh whenever I per- whenever Papshmier, <laughs> whenever I uh deposit a check yeah. of any kind or make any kind of withdrawal that's not at an ATM. Right. They always ask me for an ID. Yeah, that's what I mean. Always. And to me that's and and, and when they first started doing it, I'm going, well, that's a big pain in the ass. But, you know, the more I thought about it, it's like, well, no, actually, for exactly what you're saying, to avoid fraud and theft, I mean, if you can prove that this is you and a, uh, a, a real ID will do it, then why not just put it in the bank tube with everything else? I that's agree. what I do. I do I mean, I, I almost do it now just naturally.
1: That's what they should do.
0: That's, you know what, I got no problem producing my identification. It's a good handsome picture. Shows all my stats, my bowling score, my inseam measurements,
1: social security number. All of those things. All those things. Uh, Greenfield police officers responded Wednesday afternoon to a report of a disturbance at Greenfield High School that led to a shelter in place while the situation was revolved. Uh, There was a disruption, said Superintendent Christine DeBarge. School staff were able to handle the situation, but we always appreciate the Greenfield Police Department's response and willingness to help out. According to DeBarge, contrary to initial reports, there was no fight and it didn't involve as large of a group of about 20 individuals as was initially reported to police. Since the start of the school year, the Greenfield Police has responded at least 14 times to the high school for reports of unruly students, teens smoking on the bleachers, fights, and verbal altercations, according mm-hmm. to Deputy Police Chief William Gordon. This is, uh, what the hell was Morgan Freeman's name in Lean on Me? Uh, Crazy Joe, uh, I don't Clark. Remember. Crazy Joe Clark.
0: Maybe that, yes. Yeah. Yes. And yes.
1: Play, uh, welcome to the jungle as you walk into the halls of the school, and it's in complete disarray. People smoking everywhere, ripping down banners from right. the inside of the halls.
0: Now, this uh, DeBarge, are they the same ones that did uh, Rhythm of the Night? Well, no, I believe it's a different DeBarge. Are you sure? I'm I'm very sure. Uh, How about uh, All This Love, or Who's Holding Donna Now?
1: No, I don't think they sang any of mm. that stuff.
0: Good, they were so good back then.
1: Anyway, uh, the Deputy Police Chief, uh, Will Gordon, Commissioner Gordon, does he have a hotline to Batman? I believe he does. It's really just a guy uh, with fentanyl just calling the Greenfield police. Hey, I got an overdose on M Street. <laughs> I, uh, anyway, I, I think there's been an uptick of calls, but there very well could be because we don't have a school resource officer there that would handle the smaller calls. There's an uptick for requests for assistance. The district hasn't had a school resource officer since the position was cut from the budget last year. Gordon said he was only aware of the aware of one other shelter-in-place at the high school, and that information isn't always relayed to police. But DeBar said there have been they have been used w- with more frequency this year. She emphasized the shelter-in-place is a standard safety and security protocol that has been used by schools for years in situations where staff and students need to be out in hallways so a situation uh, can be responded to. How many?
0: Uh, just curious. How many school systems have done that? They eliminated the resource officer position
1: probably more than we know about probably because you're talking about budgets and you're talking about money that isn't there. Yeah, and I don't know what
0: kind of uh, you know immediate problems there would be in that particular high school which would require a resource officer. but you know some of your bigger schools, you know when you got you know a couple of thousand kids in the
1: building, you know having a resource officer isn't such a bad idea. We have uh, students who are speaking about their feelings in a way that suggests they're having anxiety issues. We have students that are showing outwardly hostile and aggressive behaviors. And we have students that are reported to have been very engaged prior and are uh, more quiet now. We All right. Silence. them. Okay, well, that's, I guess that's what you got to do. It's uh, Crazy Joe Clark running that jungle of a high school, Greenfield.
0: Didn't he even, like walk around the halls with a baseball bat and a megaphone? And the megaphone, yeah, right. Well, that's how you really get your point
1: across. You want to get your point across? You carry a. Me- we should carry a megaphone wherever we go.
0: Mayflower Marathon's right around the corner. We could get a lot of stuff
1: done and accomplished with a megaphone. Well, we already have a circus full of things uh, going on. Uh, we did get somebody to get you one of those rascals that that will be there <laughs> for the marathon.
0: <laughs> I am going to be very, very helpful. Um, also, uh, we're working on another thing. I hope it works out and I don't want to say what it is until we can, you know, clearly secure yeah. its inclusion, but I've told a handful of people. About yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah. And the general reaction is, that's awesome. Are you freaking kidding me? Yeah, I'm like, it's, yes.
1: It's a, it's a that's awesome kind of thing.
0: It's, it's one of those yeah. iconic things that could be incorporated into the Mayflower Marathon, and had, it has never been incorporated at all. Right.
1: Well, uh, but we have people that show up, uh, you know, year after year with all kinds of unique ways to donate food. We had, I uh, don't uh, know how I'm going to be. I'm gonna you know what, I'm not gonna say it because I don't remember the name offhand. Right. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it. Which one? Uh the big the one with the big ship that came last year. Oh yeah,
0: it was a uh, a Portuguese restaurant in Ludlow.
1: Yeah, it was the the guy who owns a uh, Solmars. But but he also has a construction company.
0: Yeah. But he, he brought food. Uh, f- for yeah. us, like just like regular Portuguese, Portuguese food. food. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Uh, it was fantastic. Gnomes, gnomes,
1: gnomes construction. That's okay. What it was. Yeah. Gnomes construction.
0: The ship this guy came in was phenomenal, and then he you know had a couple of pans of, like pork and clams oh my god, oh my lord, so delicious.
1: Look at this, backs. Ask and you shall receive. My friend is uh, offering us a megaphone
0: god damn it's like we could ask we could almost ask for anything and get it i remember years ago all right uh we uh, we were out there back in the olden days we're on the other side of the hall of fame campus with the in front of the old building and we thought hey let's bring a basketball uh hoop out there because we're at the hall of fame and you know maybe we could just like uh you know uh, play a little uh you know three on three while we're waiting for people to deliver their food and mm-hmm. like a dope i thought well that'd be fun so I'm playing basketball with a bunch of uh, open pantry volunteers, you know, yeah. people who actually go with the services. And uh, I was kicking their ass because, you know, they, you know, they, they were not playing a lot of basketball uh, on the streets. But I had these devastating moves and my feet after like two days of this are killing me. Right. Yeah. So I go on the air and say, boy, you know what? I really could use a foot massage,
1: a foot massage
0: within an hour. This woman shows up uh, to massage my feet. So I go in the RV, and uh, and this woman starts massaging my feet. Uh, and she did a tremendous job. I mean, like world class type of thing, where she basically takes your feet off your body, uh, dismantles it like a like a Rubik's cube, and then screws it back on. And all of a sudden, your feet feel like they're uh, like the feet of a five year old. Unbelievable.
1: You know, uh
0: we play this right, Steve. You and I can get a lot accomplished during this Mayflower Marathon.
1: You know, when I get into, like, that second day of the marathon and I'm uh, starting to get a little tired, yeah. a little punch drunk, if yeah. you will, uh, the thing I really want around, whoa, oh, 1230 or so is a good H.J., you know that would really, really think, and you know, with John, uh, you know, not being around for a couple of weeks, uh, I—that—that's the guy that used to do it for me. So, Steve, Steve, I'm a little—I'm I'm just saying, uh, if you were uh, an able-handed person out there, uh, you could help me out.
0: I'm—I'm a, I'm a little confused with today's yeah. lingo. When you mean HJ, are you talking about like a Howard Johnson's?
1: Oh, that's what they call it in some places I'm in sure the country. It, I'm yeah. sure it is. That's right. Yeah. Okay, I'll have ha- f- Howard's been on the Johnson before. Uh, yeah, I th- yeah. I don't
0: know what you're talking about, but I would take anything from Howard Johnsons.
1: Yeah. I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Okay. You something know?
0: something to consider.
1: Who's the who's the first uh, <laughs> male or female that uh, is going to offer me an H.J.? Yeah. Why
0: why
1: why should you? Why should you cut
0: down half your choices?
1: Uh, listen. Uh First of all, after a hundred bucks, it's just flesh, and B, uh, it's really uh, it's simple. It'll be over in thirty seconds, and you can just pretend it could be anything you wanted it to. Am I
0: the only one right now tasting the uh, waft of vomit in the back of your throat? No, uh, I think or maybe that. it's just me. I think pretty much anybody who's listening, I would think so.
1: Thing in their throat. I uh, just
0: had a, a message, <laughs> and I never even considered this before. I might have to try it. Guy said, "Did you ever listen to your podcast on half the speed? You sound drunk. It's mm-hmm. hilarious." And then I showed, uh, said, well, how do you know that we're not?
1: Yeah. Think about that. We should, you know what? Let's regroup, and we'll play. <laughs> that. We'll play it just play at half little, speed. Just play a little bit at half speed. Can we do that? Can uh we, can we figure out how to do that?
0: I'm not sure. I, only way I could do it is hold my phone up to a microphone.
1: Well, you have, uh, Well, actually, you know what? I'll I'll work on that while we're uh, in the commercial. All right. Very nice. Uh, it's 29 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah.
0: Rock 102 Springfield's classic rock. It's 6:57 and BTO on Rock 102.
1: Mostly sunny today with a high of 58. Tomorrow rain with a high of 62. It's 29 in uh, downtown Springfield. Uh, I got a message from my uh, my girlfriend. You did. It says, uh, "Hey, heard you're looking for an HJ." <laughs> And I said, Yeah, you win? And she goes, uh, Not my specialty, but I'll give you a kiss when they're done. Oh, that's yeah, nice. There you that go. Is nice. That is nice. Young love, isn't that beautiful? It's, it's, yeah, yeah, it really is. I mean, at some point, it'll all turn <laughs> she, she, where she you wants know, to help out. Yeah, well, that's, uh, that's sweet, And We can only do what we can all do.
0: Well, yeah. Steven, right now, we're just
1: talking, we're, you're, you're just speculating on what you may need. You may not even feel like you need it. No, I probably uh, don't. You know, some guy wrote us in and says, uh, We sound drunk. When we're uh, when we're um,
0: when you listen to the podcast, listen to podcast at half speed.
1: Uh, well, I put it at point uh, zero eight. You ready? I'm ready. Forty eight right now in downtown Springfield.
0: It's gonna be some pigs coming into uh, into the hill towns, huh? Oh yeah. Nice to see. Nice to know those pigs are gonna have a place to go. Kitty pigs. Well, i damn The no, guy's right. Necessarily identifying uh, who they are culturally is really really appropriate. No, I think
1: I think
2: that's what they're
1: called. <laughs> oh, oh, I see the yeah, Not. I'm sorry. Italian American swine. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> i sorry. I didn't want to be. That's pretty but good.
0: Uh, suddenly, that podcast might be worth listening to.
1: Uh, if you run it at point uh, <laughs> point eight of the speed, <laughs> we can get to it.
0: It's 659 with Pax O'Brien and Steve Nagel on Rock 102. GG. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 713 and Journey on Rock 102.
1: It is going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 58, tomorrow rainy with a high of 62. It's 29 right now in downtown Springfield. You know, it's weird.
0: Uh, you know Whenever November rolls around, I keep thinking, well, the Mayflower Marathon's a long ways away, and Thanksgiving has been longer than that. But then you look at the calendar and realize you're only 14 days out. You think, huh, well, I guess I guess it really is around the corner. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know how it is uh, for you. Uh, whether you're the uh, the host of Thanksgiving, I can't host Thanksgiving anymore. Too uh, too much work after the Mainflower Flower Marathon. I can't do it.
1: No, I kind of. Well, I'm doing. I'm hosting this year, but for a very very small amount of people. Yeah, very small.
0: I got the uh, the phone call from my <laughs> sister about uh, two weeks ago. You know, inviting us over for Thanksgiving,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh, and you know we're gonna go and and my kids are gonna come in and that'll be that'll be really nice. But you know, over the years. My my family has gone through some uh, some some major steps in in Thanksgiving presentation. Mm-hmm. It used to be when we were kids, we'd go to my grandmother's house, and my grandmother was like a notoriously awful cook, like just dreadful type of of. I mean, salt was considered to be too spicy. I mean, it was it, it right, was right, right. terrible. So what she would do is she would cook the uh, the turkey like two weeks in advance, cut it up, and then defrost it. for uh, for your Thanksgiving meal. And rather than set, like, this big, long table where we'd all sit around like a family, each one of us would get our own individual TV tray and eat it in front of a football game.
1: Okay. That
0: was our day. All right. And every time you had that defrosted turkey, it was as if the turkey had suffered its second death. Yeah, I was going to
1: say that's not very uh, flavorful. No,
0: basically, I think she did everything she could to... Eliminate the flavor from the defrosted turkey. And uh, one of the things that my grandmother did, which never made any sense, is she would throw away all the delicious dark meat of the turkey. Mm -hmm. So all that was left was the dry, bland, flavorless white meat. Yeah. Eliminate all the skin, which everybody fought over. There were no drumsticks. There was no thigh meat. There was none of that stuff. Gravy from a jar, and then there was two different kinds of stuffing. One was in largely inedible. It was a meat stuffing that went into nothing. It was basically like ground hamburger and uh, what? Yes, who, it was all. It just, it, who's it, it,
1: making this stuff?
0: A sadist is making I was this say, food. Uh, who? Uh, yeah. And what? then she would, when she roasted the turkey, she would she would stuff it with like a bread stuffing, and when it would come out. Of, uh of after being defrosted mm-hmm. it had turned into like a gelatinous ooze it's it wasn't solid yeah it wasn't liquid it was somewhere between magma and something that you would find in a septic tank
1: that's disgusting the
0: taste was not that uh different either either way
1: it was it was disgusting so what is the resolve for this year to the resolve?
0: Sure? is is uh my sister and I over the years have yeah. ramped up our turkey game a yeah. little bit so uh, now when we cook a turkey we're doing it that day and we know how to do it so yeah. it's not ruined and nobody throws out anything on the bird that could be enjoyed by somebody right you, you know what I'm want, saying you don't
1: want to do that
0: cuz i am i prefer the dark meat
1: i bet you do i
0: love the dark meat I on, on a turkey do. i love turkey but then to defrost it and turn it into something that is, uh, you know, that leaves like a like a dark cloud of suppressed memories. No one should have that. Based on the food at the Thanksgiving meal, right? Conversation during the dinner, you know, family squabbles. Those are the kinds of things you're supposed to take with you. But you're not supposed to take as a kid, uh, you know, the pain and suffering of having to pack down the world's grossest meal.
1: Yeah. See, uh, that's uh, that's just wrong. That's a sin to do that to a turkey because turkey is a hard thing to cook to begin with. Yeah, to make it uh, to do it right, moist, if you will. I know people hate that word, but uh, it to be juicy, uh, to be flavorful. Yeah, it takes a lot of work and a lot of making sure that you don't screw it up in the cooking. This is why I deep fry them because it's so much easier to deep fry it than it is to you know. Uh, do that whole thing in the oven and right. trying to ch- check the thing if a little red thing pops up, like, yada, 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 yada.
0: My uh, my grandmother's uh, prize side dish, other uh-huh. than this stuffing, is uh, she loved the turnip. You yeah. ever have a turnip? Yeah. Turnip is an act of aggression. It's not an actual vegetable. That's why they covered it in, in wax.
1: Yeah. That's it's, uh It's like a mashed potato, but not.
0: Yes, because mashed potato would have flavor. It's a comfort food. It's like more, 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 ba- more mashed potato, please. It's
1: something. No that, one has
0: ever said in the entire history of the English language, yeah. "Is there any more turnip left?" No one has ever said that.
1: All right. So at least you're going to get a decent meal this year.
0: I'll get, get a decent year. meal. Yeah. And uh, and then we usually go visit my dad afterwards, and so we have. Leftovers from his delicious meal, and then uh, and then we'd go home with a belly full of tryptophan, trying not to pass out on the Mass Pike. Uh,
1: I told I think I told you this story. There was a guy I worked with years ago who told me one of the worst Thanksgiving stories that I could even uh, imagine being part of, where he was invited by his sister-in-law, you know, his him and his wife and his two kids uh, out east somewhere towards Boston. Uh, to have Thanksgiving dinner. Now, that was pretty much the discussion. You know, it was like, can we bring anything? No, just show up. Uh, we're going to eat around two or three or whatever. Sure. So they, uh, they pack the kids in the car. They drive all the way out to wherever it was near Boston. And uh, they get there, and uh, his sister-in-law has portioned out the food for each person. Really? One scoop of stuffing for this one, one scoop of cranberry sauce here, three ounces of turkey, a little bit of gravy. Yeah. Like it was all like mathematically proportioned out.
0: So she cooked just enough foods, so like it was no way for like a, like seconds.
1: He said there was not enough food to even begin with for one serving, let alone serving for multiple people. Were they not aware of how many people were coming? No, they knew exactly how many people were coming, and each person got a portion of food, but not as you would expect at a Thanksgiving table. You
0: know, the the very definition of a feast, because mm-hmm. it's a feast day, a day of feasting, right? Yeah, is to have more than you need because it's a feast right otherwise that feast becomes famine
1: and then at the end of the dinner yes the sister-in-law then hands out pieces of paper for everybody's cost for the portion of the food that they just ate which was not discussed beforehand and really Are you making people pay when you invite them over to your house and you don't say that ahead of time? Who who the hell charges everybody for a Thanksgiving meal? This particular person apparently did. And he said, we paid the money and we got the F out of there and we stopped at McDonald's on the pike on the way home because we didn't get enough to eat. I have never heard that.
0: I have never heard somebody doing that. What? What a set of balls it takes to charge somebody well, for your Thanksgiving meal.
1: Listen, if you uh, if you don't have uh, the resources to host a Thanksgiving dinner, you shouldn't be hosting a Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, and did you ask? And you said you know you asked if you could bring anything, right? Well, this wasn't me. This was a friend of mine, and and he uh, he he did ask if they could bring anything. They were told no. They were they didn't, were also weren't told. Hey, could you chip in? And he goes, "If I had asked to have chipped in, I would have spent more money to get more food for everybody." Yes, because it was an invite. It wasn't like we couldn't pay for the meal. It was just that we were invited, and uh, I would have had, you know, he said I would have had no problem helping out.
0: Listen, if you've got like uh, like seven people over, Uh which is, and I'm just throwing the random number, and you're a little tight on the budget, but you've already committed to it. Then you specifically tell people what they can bring, you know. So you know, all you really have to invest in is maybe the turkey, and let everybody else bring the side dishes. Yeah. But to portion that out and then to charge them, you'd be better off going to uh, you know the old town buffet or a Golden cor- Corral and eating there for Thanksgiving. I believe it's Golden Corral. I don't believe so. I believe it's a Corral. Have you been in there? Yes, I have. Really? I'm not proud of that and wasn't completely satisfied by the output of what I was getting. Nevertheless, uh, I would. I, I don't know if I would pay.
1: Listen, uh, I've come to the conclusion that if you're really... Rather than cook all of this food... Yes. It's sometimes easier to go to one of these places like Villa Napolitana or the Delaney House or yeah. any one of these places where... Everything is cooked, and you don't have to do anything but show up and pay. That's it. That's that's the way it should be. Yeah, uh, you know
0: there there is something to be said about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, like the Munich House does. I both table a Thanksgiving yeah, meal. it's terrific. There's
1: plenty of places around that you can uh, that you can get a a, a great Thanksgiving meal. Yeah. and not have to do any of the legwork.
0: In fact, I think we did that one year. There was like one year I didn't go back out to Rehoboth, and we went to the Munich House, mm-hmm. and it was.
1: Yeah, it was fantastic. You, you know, it's fantastic, and you do, and you don't have to clean up any dishes. No, oh, I know. You but, can just bring some leftovers home with you.
0: See, when but when I do it, I always make sure that I cook extra because there's nothing I like more than Thanksgiving yeah. leftovers for the next six days.
1: Uh, me too, but you, you have to you know give in once in a while and say you know what I'm not gonna have these leftovers. That's fine. Yeah, I, I don't have know. to cook any of this stuff.
0: Unbelievable! The charging people, they should be ashamed of themselves.
1: Yeah, and and he said it was like ridiculously p- disproportionate to how much food we got versus you know it was like 25 dollars a person
0: and you didn't you probably got like ten bucks worth he of food s- he
1: said that there, it was only you know probably maybe eight to nine dollars worth of food on the plate oh
0: yeah that's that's the last time I go to that house yeah. ever again it's 724 with Bax and O'Brien and Steve Nagle in rock 102. Your home has hidden money in it. A home equity line of credit from Munson Savings Bank lets you use the value in your home. Three, with Baxen O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, Yankee Home is offering a free down payment coupon valued up to $1,400. Call today and mention Rock 102 for this special offer. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel
1: uh thanks Bax, and happy veterans day to all the uh, vets out there cities and towns across western mass will salute those who served uh, with veterans day ceremonies parades and events today springfield will host a veterans day parade ending with a ceremony and wreath laying at the veterans monument the uh, parade will begin at 11 a.m thursday today at the springfield technical community college and will make its way down state street right to city hall it will be led by springfield's 2021 veteran of the year donald roberts who served in Vietnam before becoming a Springfield Public Schools teacher. Roberts retired as a uh, school administrator after 42 years. He has received the Vietnam Service Medal, National Defense Service Medal, and the Army Commendation Medal. Hmm. Uh, Due to the pandemic, the parade itself will be downsized compared to past years, but Mayor uh, Dom Dom says the public is invited to watch along the route and uh, is asking for a big turnout. Those in the parade are asked to limit their group to 12 people, wear masks, and maintain social distancing. Okay. I can do that. Okay. Uh, And after the parade, there will be a memorial and wreath-laying ceremony at the Veterans Monuments, even though we already said that earlier in the story.
0: Would there be a discount at Veterans Golf Course today? That's what I would like to know.
1: There probably is.
0: I think they should. There are a lot of golfers out there that have served this country well.
1: I just, uh, you know, going back to the offers that we were talking about you know, there's a lot of these places that are offering the oh, you can get a free lunch with the purchase of a regular entree. That's not really free.
0: That's not. Uh, that's not really the same. That's like an add-on.
1: It is the add-on.
0: You know, uh, like a like a like a good offer is you know you get a free something without having to attach it to anything else or yeah. like a very very substantial discount, like over over fifteen percent. Exactly. You know, like a like a. Like a half price something, I could live with. Not as good as a free thing, but if half price means I could buy two for the same price as one, or mm. something like that. Yeah, but from
1: the special menu. Yeah. So you can't know, even order the things off the regular menu. You got to order something off the regular menu, and then you get the free thing. It like I, I don't.
0: Seem- I'm not trying to install uh, any kind of uh, deal for anything that uh, you know wouldn't be appropriate, but. I mean, can you Im- imagine if you like to went to Bernie's, Bernie's Dining Depot and they said uh, that if you're a veteran, you can get the conductor's cut of that prime rib for free? I mean, I'm not saying they're doing that. In fact, I'm pretty sure they're not. But can you imagine if that were the deal? Oh, that would be chaos over there. It would be bananas. I mean, you'd have every veteran in the area crawling around that place. Again, I would like to emphasize that I am not telling Bernie's what they should do no. with their conductor's cut. I know they couldn't take that kind of loss, and I can't blame them. But that's a hell of an impressive piece of meat right there.
1: The uh, Springfield Fire Department was called to an accident on Abel, Arb, uh, Albemarle. 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 Yeah, that's right. That's what that is? No, I believe so. No, that's the so. thing that your, your countertops are made out of. It's
0: marble. No, 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 Steve. That's marble. You're thinking of the uh, that very popular brand of cigarette.
1: No, that's Marlboro. You're thinking of uh, that town in eastern Massachusetts. No, Steve. That's Attleboro. I was, Marlboro. Or oh, this there? Marlboro, <laughs> too. Right. Okay. All right. One person was removed from the vehicle by fi- the fire rescue team and then transported to a local hospital. At this time, no other details. So there you go. A motorcyclist from Athol has died after an accident on Route 2 last night. According to the Mass State Police, the motorcycle accident occurred on the eastbound lane near the 75-mile marker. When the uh, troopers arrived, the operator of the 2002 Honda motorcycle was found dead from his injuries in the crash. The man has been identified as a 25-year-old from Athol. All lanes of Route 2 were closed for more than five hours Wednesday as the investigation took place and all lanes were reopened as of 10 p.m. last night. Wednesday was another day of discord at Greenfield High School. Police were called to the school shortly after noon after receiving a report of a fight involving several students. The situation was contained by a school staffer and a shelter-in-place order was issued, which was apparently the second such order issued that day and the fifth in the last two weeks. Really? What's going on at Greenfield High School? It's like anarchy over there. It's like Thunderdome. There's no rules. No arrests uh, were made and no injuries were reported. Didn't, uh, didn't you say
0: last hour that they had removed the position of a resource officer yes, for that school?
1: Yes, uh, because it was not in the budget.
0: Now, what would you think would be the result if they had a resource officer roaming around the hallways while all these well, fisticuffs were going on? Uh,
1: you know, it, reading the story from the, I believe it was the Greenfield Recorder, uh, it said that, you know, these situations are being reported. They might not be much of anything, but if you don't have the officer on hand to, like, I'm sure there's tons, this happens probably more often than not, and you never hear about it right. because you got somebody on site that calms everything down and, you know, we go on with our day. hmm When you don't have that person there, then that's why the increased calls go to the police department. Do you understand what I'm saying? I do understand. Yeah. But uh, I also
0: remember as a kid seeing you know fights in our high, in our high school. Yeah, this is before they had resource officers. There were, there were no cops in schools back yeah, then. A the
1: gym teacher would step in. Well, but if, that's if
0: the gym yeah. teacher were available. Sometimes the uh, the teacher that would break it up would be this like a home ec teacher or you know a little tiny you know math you know teacher who was you know, probably right. no more than four foot eleven, but was a tough bastard and, and would stop any fight. Wouldn't
1: care if he had to get, if he got blood in his little tie and his short sleeve shirt. Yeah. Uh, and those recent problems at the high school were a major topic of conversation at last night's school committee meeting as parents, teachers, and even a few students shared tales of violent incidents and general unrest, which some say is making people feel unsafe. New school superintendent Christine DeBarge said the administration is aware of the problem and is doing what it can to address the situation, despite a limited number of available staff and other factors. And deck. that's when she broke out into
0: her 1985 hit "Rhythm of the Night."
1: This is a rhythm. That one? No. No. Oh. The, the, the rhythm of the night. The, oh, the, the barge I that was Gloria Estefan.
0: No, no, I don't think so. No. All right, if I'm going to have to call up the uh, no. barge,
1: no, I, I will I, do I, it. I'm sure that I'm sure you're right about that. I just uh, <clears> I didn't pay attention too much to that one.
0: Is the 85 debarge. a little bit before your time?
1: Um. Yeah, 85 is a little bit before my time. I don't like hearing that. Yeah. Uh, Greenfield Deputy Police Chief Bill Gordon, Commissioner Gordon, says the department personnel have responded to the school at least 14 times since the start of the school year to deal mostly with reports of unruly students. We got to go through this again? I guess so. Little Johnny? Little Johnny. Your antics are so funny and your jokes are great, but uh, you're you're getting out of control. I'm sorry, Uh we're going to have to detain you. Yeah, that's not good.
0: Yeah, here's a uh, here's the barge.
1: You don't remember this? Here, Link. Oh yeah, Step out yeah. Into the this sounds like Gloria X-ray. Estefan in the Miami Sound Machine. This is
0: this sounds just like the kind of music that would start a fight in Greenfield High School.
1: Oh yeah! I'm a gonna put you in your face. I'm gonna kick you in the groin. I still don't know
0: any of the words. Gonna and kick slightly. you in the kidneys. <laughs> <laughs> then I'm gonna poke your eyes up with these
1: fingers. Yeah, and that's that would be a great yeah. fight song. A real rumble. A real rumble. A Donnybrook rumble in the Bronx. That's right. Uh, when it comes to measles, there's good news and there's bad news. Between 2019 and 2020, there was an 80% drop in reported measles cases, uh, the CDC and P and the World Health Organization said on Wednesday. But here comes the bad news. While many parts of the world were on lockdown and COVID-19 became the number one health concern, 22 million children missed their first dose of the measles vaccine. Ah, for crying the out loud. agencies estimate in a new report.
0: Well, why should you get the measles vaccine? You don't know what kind of poisons are in those things.
1: Oh, God. Now hand me my Pap's blue ribbon and my nip of crappy rum that I've been drinking all afternoon. I'll be drinking eh. old be drinking
0: old granddad. You know, old granddad died from a measles vaccine back in the 30s.
1: Give me a heroin needle and a crack rock, please. <laughs> but don't put that garbage into your body. That's uh, three million more unvaccinated infants than the prior year, marking the largest increase in two decades and creating dangerous conditions for outbreaks to occur. Also, only 70 percent of children receive their second dose of the measles vaccine. The CDC and WHO warn a 95 percent completion rate is necessary to keep the spread of the dangerous disease under control. While reported measles cases dropped in 2020, evidence suggests we are likely seeing the calm before the storm as the risk uh, of outbreak continues to grow around the world, said Dr. Kate O'Brien, director of the WHO's Department of Immunization Vaccine and Biologicals. Uh, The WHO is also concerned that measles were underreported in 2020. Fewer Mm. reported cases means fewer specimens collected and studied a key part to monitoring and preventing the spread of the disease.
0: I got to sign up for a shingles vaccine. Shingles? I want to get the shingles vaccine. I'm of the age now or I should be concerned with shingles.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty nasty, uh, nasty thing.
0: I don't know what's in that vaccine and I don't really care. I just don't want shingles. Same thing with the flu. I got a flu vaccine. I don't know what's in that stuff, but I don't want the flu ever again.
1: How do you know what you're putting into your body, Bax?
0: Steve, I don't know what I'm putting into my body half the time during lunch. Never mind what's going on in a, in the form of a needle. And I'm sure there's going to be a few of you people say, "Wow, well, why would you want to put any of those poisons into your body? Good question. I do it because I'm an idiot that's willing to follow the directives of my local... Uh, okay. Professional health organizations.
1: I just don't understand, like how like we've come so far with all of these things that mm-hmm. uh, you know were just handed to us by previous generations, your parents, right? I.e., your parents. Is that an I.e. Uh, type of thing? Sure. Yeah. yeah. I.e., your parents. Uh, they signed you up for all this stuff. You had no, uh, you had no choice in the matter. No, Mike,
0: I, I had a cortisone shot this week. But I don't know what's
1: in that thing. And uh, you know, uh, you were, what? Uh, polio vaccine came out in 1952, I believe. You were the first recipient of that, right?
0: No, Steve, I was born in '66. Oh, By that way. point, it uh, had been around for a while.
1: Yeah, it had been around for a while. But, but I uh, never caught polio. That's what I'm saying. Never That's caught what it. I'm getting at, man. That's what I'm getting at. How never come? had the
0: measles, mumps, or
1: rubella. And, uh, you know, what about when these things first came? Like, I don't remember anybody going up in arms about the rotovirus vaccine. Like, when that first came out on the scene, did you hear some big uproar about, we should be putting that crap into our kids? But yet, at the recommendation of medical professionals, we do.
0: No, uh, no. Well, it's all that damn science.
1: You know what? Science really pisses me off.
0: I didn't like it in high school. I can tell you that right now.
1: Yeah, I was horrible at it. I was
0: not good at chemistry or biology or uh, physics. None of that stuff.
1: This is why I go uh, to a doctor who has had spent more time in medical school than I ever have. Right. Which is zero days. See, if
0: I can't argue uh, for it, I can hardly argue against it. Yeah. Because I'm an expert in neither direction, if that makes sense. So... If uh, if
1: shingles is next on the menu on this whole course of uh, immunizations, sign me up. My dad used to make uh, cream chip beef. He called that S on a shingle. I remember that. Was, yeah. Yes. That, was, that was some good stuff. Did you like it? I loved No, I hated it, actually. <laughs> it was that gross Stouffer's uh, yeah, bag of, like, I don't know what that was. I always thought it was, like, a, a cow with, like, an ulcer. Because it was like that reddish yeah. blood looking meat. Yes. It and was, was super um, salty. Had like 20,000 grams of sodium. You in it. were
0: led to believe that at one point this was actual beef. Yeah. Like, I bet if you actually use good quality beef on that shingle, probably taste okay.
1: Oh, I'm sure it would. But uh, with the, the Stopher's gravy and meat combination. Yeah, I know. And I don't even know if they still sell that anymore. The Stopher's cream chip beef. He would take it and he would put the bag in a boiling pot of boiling water to cook it if you will uh, this is before microwaves came around right and uh and then he would pour it over uh toast
0: i think uh, based purely on its uh on its more common name i don't think so sells that as the s in
1: the thing on the shingle oh i don't think they do could either. you pack away more than a single shingle i know i couldn't i know i could Uh, Lawyers just love to fight, don't they? They do. A family court lawyer in Pittsburgh named Jeffrey Pollock was on his way into court yesterday and had to go through a metal detector. And when he walked through, an alarm went off. So security made him check his pockets and then go back through. But then it went off again. This is kind of annoying. I'll say. doing that. He told them it was probably the suspenders he was wearing, but he refused to take them off. He well, got his pants a, would have fallen down. Yeah, exactly. He got into a heated argument with the guards and did uh, did eventually remove his suspenders. The problem is he also removed his pants. He got fed up, dropped his pants, put them in the bin, and walked through the metal detector in his shirt and underwear. He was standing in the lobby, still pantless, when the sheriff's deputies show up. They arrested him, and now he's facing charges of disorderly conduct.
0: Well, that had to be very embarrassing for him.
1: And, uh, well, I assume his client's case had to be postponed, but there's no official word on that either.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Well, again, why does a man wear suspenders? Uh, to prevent the pants from falling off his body.
1: I don't know. Yeah, you know what? I, suspenders is the thing I'm going to be wearing with that tuxedo on Saturday.
0: Me too. No cummerbund, no, uh, no
1: vest, suspenders. I wore uh, suspenders a few years ago to try to get a like a hold of them. Yeah. This is the greatest thing ever. I don't have to worry about cinching my belt up as the pants fall below the gut line.
0: No, I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. Every time I'm wearing a cummerbund or a, a vest, I'm always at the
1: I'm I'm always poking at the at the at the uh at the hips. And I wear one of those uh those domestic dispute undershirts, you know, yes. like, with just the the straps on the side. Yes. You know, and I walk around uh my house uh with just the pants on, uh like I'm Robert Mitchum in some old movie. You know, like yes, you know, Robert Mitchum used to do that a lot. He used to like Sonny Corleone did that yeah, in the movie exactly. too. Yeah. yeah. yeah right. With a gun uh on
0: yeah. his
1: belt. but uh, he had actually no belt. He had the suspenders and the uh, the wife beater t shirt. But can you uh can you imagine the um the, like you're the defendant in this case? Uh Hey, look, uh, we need to reschedule. Uh, your lawyer was arrested in the lobby for not wearing pants. Now, you're probably sitting there going, I'm on trial for my life here. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy's getting arrested for yeah. pants? For and no my, pants? And my uh, my defense attorney is pantsless. I, I'd like to plead insanity on behalf of my lawyer. <laughs> You're Your Pioneer Valley forecast brought to you by Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. It's velvety smooth and never bitter because Fogbuster is air-roasted now at every Big Y Express. It's going to be mostly sunny today with a high of 58. Tomorrow, rainy with a high of 62. It's 29 in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's
0: Classic Rock. It's 756. On Rock 102.
1: Going to be uh, mostly sunny today with a high of 58. Tomorrow, rain showers with a high of 62. It's 29 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: Scott Zolak uh, will be joining us in a little bit, from uh, brought to you by the Leo Auto Group. We're talking about uh, Patriot football. We're talking about Odell Beckham. We're going to talk about Brian Burns wanting to invite uh, other defensive ends to uh, rip off Mac Jones' feet, those kinds of things. He's coming up in just a few minutes.
1: All right. We're, we're looking forward to that.
0: Yes, we are, Steve, as we always are. Again, brought to you by the Leah Auto Group.
1: Um, What else we got? We, we, we got going
0: on. Uh, well, tomorrow we're going to be talking to get a lot of this. We've, we've uh, talked to him before. He is uh, considered to be the Jimi Hendrix of the ukulele.
1: Without the vomit and choking.
0: There's not. Well, I won't say there's none of that, but there's much less of that. Uh, Jake Shimabukuro Really is an outstanding, uh, you know, musician. I'm actually plays plays the ukulele, but he's got a brand new record out that uh, he he's getting a lot of help with this record.
1: I'm uh, I'm actually uh, I'm trying to get it like, work it out so I can go see this show because it's on like a Tuesday night.
0: It's, uh, it's this coming Tuesday. This boy, coming Tuesday
1: at uh, Gateway City Arts. Uh, it would be interesting. That he'd be really good to see. I mean, I've only seen YouTube videos of his performances. I haven't seen him actual live
0: performance. The the dude can play, and on this new record, he's getting you know, help from uh, you know, Willie Nelson, uh, Jimmy Buffett, John Anderson of Yes, Kenny Loggins. I mean, you know, Ben yeah. Midler. I mean, you just. It's uh, it's called Jake and friends, and I don't I don't have a list of friends that uh, that high powered.
1: By the way, they won't all be there with him next week.
0: No, but you never know if uh, suddenly a guest, you know, like a guest shot, happens on stage that's at Gateway what City.
1: That's what I'm thinking. Like, uh, who would be the closest person of all those people? You know what I mean? Maybe they, somebody's like hiding out in the Berkshires and said, "Hey, I'm going to stop in and see my good buddy Jake." Over at Gateway City Arts.
0: Yeah, you just you just never know. Or he could just disappoint you and be just uh, performing by himself.
1: Hey, listen, man, I met I told you uh, this many times. I met the uh, the mom from that '70s show at the Blue Note Cafe in Chester. You're right. So Any's anything possible. is possible. That's right. Hey, Kiefer Sutherland was at the- Theodore's. He uh, just did an impromptu show.
0: I told you, Mr. Gene Shalit was at the Dakota a few years ago before that closed down. Mr. Gene Shallot. Mr. Gene with Shallot. His entire family. Young kids, the lovely Mrs. Shallot, a whole table full of
1: shallots. And nobody was paying attention to Gene.
0: No, just me, because I kept saying, Hey, that's Gene Shallot, isn't it? Yeah. I'd have the nerve to go up and interrupt his meal, but nevertheless.
1: Wait, what was the uh, the family guy thing? Uh Gene Shalot. Uh, family guy. He was robbing somebody. He was holding somebody uh, uh Gene Shallot. Yeah. Uh yeah, Gene Shalit, family guy. Uh yeah, he, he's uh, he's holding Peter up. And I can't remember he was using all these movie puns in order to uh to, to do it. I'll, I'll see if I can find it. We'll get it out
0: later. All right. It's seven fifty nine with It's O'Brien and Steve Dangle and Rock One O Two. Live, live in, in concert. concert saturday and billy idol on rock 102 it's
1: mostly sunny today with a high of 58 it uh it's 29 right now in downtown springfield i, I i'm just gonna just listen in the back i don't know like, what you're talking about you steve talk your participation
0: sports. is always necessary you talk
1: sports with a uh, with a pro athlete
0: absolutely on the phones right now scott zolak brought to you by the leah auto group how you doing scott good to talk to you
2: Hey, is, is it a nice day to start again? How many times can he say that? Uh, you know what? <laughs>
1: that That's what uh, – Scott, this is uh, this is the producer, Steve Nagel. That's what I do for you. I set you up with all that <laughs> great classic rock before I put you on the fold so you can talk about sports with backs.
2: I love it, but I, I just crack up when I'm on hold because – it, it, it's always one of these old rock songs. And if you're as old as we are, you remember how bad the actual videos were when <laughs> we used to actually watch videos. I, the I, worst I, one ever was, oh my God, who was it? Um, who, was the one, who sang Rock Me Tonight?
0: Uh, oh, Billy, um, uh, Billy Squire.
2: Billy Squire, if you want to get creeped out, you really want to get weird and, and, and feel very <laughs> uncomfortable, go watch that video. Like, I, over and over, it th- is so bad.
0: There's nothing wrong with watching a a, a a guy wearing pastels writhing on a floor and on a bed. I mean, that's in the 80s. We were all doing that.
2: Why did we ever think that
1: was okay? Really, <laughs> <you know? laughs> hey, we should talk music with you every week. You know what? Hey, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very uh, I'm inclined to do anything. Why? So whatever you
0: get. Why should we be Pass bogged down,
1: roll, though, dude? cats are on a roll.
0: That oh, they are. I mean, but why be bogged down purely with football? But you know, there are some. There are some. <laughs> There are some uh, some hell of a big stories this week uh coming up. This Odell Beckham situation. There's you know we yeah. we're looking at uh, a guy who has, has cleared waivers. Uh it appears as though Green Bay, the Chiefs and the Saints are at the top of the list, but New England is also in the mix. I look at this and I'm saying, you know what? I don't think he's worth going after for a number of different reasons. But but what's what's your take on the Odell Beckham situation?
2: I, I think he's at a crossroads in his career because it hasn't worked out the last two places he was at. Um, I just don't know if he, if he respected the coaches that, that, that he played for. And it's funny you sit here and, you know, the longer this thing takes, I think it benefits the Patriots. I do. And, and, and the reason I think that is that, okay, say he goes to green Bay. Who's the best receiver on the field? Devontae Adams. He goes to Kansas city. There's Kelsey. There's Tyree kill. There's, me, Cole you know, you got Mahomes, you got you got four guys in the huddle that are better than him. He walks in this Patriots locker room, he's instantaneously the best receiver in the room. And you're going to be playing for maybe the best coach, you know, he is the best coach in the history of football. But so I I just I think Bill likes these, I don't want to say reclamation projects. He's not a reclamation project and it's not expensive. So it's it Bill loves this. It's not the value of the player. It's not what it would have been last week if you picked the guy up at seven point five
0: million. Right, but you know, I, but there's a part of me that wonders. Okay, so you know, it's like a chicken and the egg thing. So you know, here you've had a guy who has been disgruntled in the last two teams he's played with. Now, granted, it's the Giants and it's the Browns. I mean, you know, right. neither neither organization can claim to be a, a great place to be. But then you wonder, okay, is is it the guy? Or is it the environment that causes him to end his career in these places in the same way? And I don't think anyone really knows for sure what you're getting when you got a guy who's the for the last two teams couldn't wait to unload him.
2: Yeah, and it it could be the environment, but I, I just you know, you listen to everybody talk about him. He wasn't a problem in the locker room. Um, You know, all his teammates liked him. He just wanted the ball, and uh, you know, a lot of these guys are divas. You know, I played with some of them. Um, remember, they went after Ocho Cinco here. They got Randy Moss at one time. They've yep. taken flyers on Reggie Wayne, Eric Decker, Joey Galloway. So Bill isn't afraid to bring in any of these guys where it didn't work prior. Where they've all made money in their careers. So right now, I mean, Odell's got to think: well, Where am I going here? What am I going to do? I could go make a great impact in New England and help a young quarterback. And you know, if you play well for Belichick, sort of set you up for another contract if you go out and you fizzle out in say green bay or it doesn't work there and you want to go play with aaron Rodgers when everything gets going on and who knows if aaron's going to be there next year all right it's just right you know, and, I mean, it's, and and like the saints are he's got problems
0: then the saints have got problems because you know it's a, it's a little unclear where you know their quarterback situation stands right they now.
2: Right. They, they don't have a quarterback right now they don't have a quarterback see, I'm Bill's uh, not a quarterback.
0: there's there's a part of me, and I, you know, I, you know i've I've never had a chance to spend any time, you know really talking with Bill Belichick. So I don't know how fueled he is by twenty five years of bad feelings against the Browns. But he didn't go out of that organization uh, in a, in a great way either. And you wonder with them facing the Browns this weekend, whether yeah. there's a bit of him that says, Boy, it sure would be fun to have Odell Beckham face him you know, face the yeah, Browns next week and I'm the guy coaching them.
2: It's not it's not like the Jets. Bill I don't think Bill has any ill feelings for the Browns organization. Now remember that that team moved to Baltimore when Bill. Bill was out of there. Right. So they you know Art Modell picked him up in the middle of the night, took him to Baltimore. Um it, it's I remember being being with Bill Cleveland when we played there and I caught a couple games for him. He had the fedora had all that. We we as a team left the stadium and stopped by the Paul Brown statue. And he got the whole team out and talked about the history of the league. There's a respect for the Brown family and what Cleveland meant to him back in the day. I don't think Bill has the old feelings the way people think he does. Now, he hates the Jets. There's no doubt about that.
0: Right. And with good reason. So.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, they're not bad.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. This uh, the situation last week when they're when they're playing uh, Carolina and there's this accusation that Mac Jones makes a dirty play, grabs uh, you know Brian Burns by the ankle and yeah. you know Burns is on uh, you know is is in front of the media yesterday basically saying that he hopes all his uh his defensive defensive lineman brothers ha- enjoy the hunting. You know, to me, that's the kind of statement alone that should maybe spark an investigation. I mean, that's a pretty. Thinly veiled threat. I've I've seen the, the video a, a bunch of times. You know whether you feel it's a hold or or not. I don't see any maliciousness there. And I would think that if if uh, you know if Sam Donald were in the same situation, uh, you know he'd probably try to grab a guy's foot to make sure he wasn't running away with the ball too.
2: I mean, it, Burns needs to get a grip. It, this is Thursday, and we're still talking about this. And he's one of the better defensive edge rushers in the league. So, you mean to tell me on the prior two plays, if he had free kill shot at Mac Jones, he wouldn't take his shoulder and planted it in the middle of his back? So, the fact that he's still sitting here bitching about this, you know, there's a lot of people in the league just looking at it and say, what's your problem? You know, was it a ticky-tack play for Jones? Yeah. He probably should have let go of the ankle. But, you know, Mac was pissed. He got hit. The ball fumbled. He's yeah. trying to prevent the player from going to get the ball, which was rolling around five yards behind it.
0: And you know, Sam I can't Don-
2: believe the guy's still talking about it. I, you I, can't I, put a bombing out on a quarterback.
0: I, I think it's ridiculous. And you know, of course, you know, Sam Donald couldn't have grabbed the guy's hand. He could barely keep a football in his
2: <laughs> in play.
0: <laughs> <laughs> half the game with three interceptions. But uh, I mean, that game when you, when I when you look at it, I mean, it was all defense, and the defense played fantastic. You know, you know the. You know Carolina is not a terrible team, but they they manhandle the living bejesus out of them on Sunday.
2: Yeah, the team the defense is coming around. I think you know they they found three big guys up front with Godchow, Guy and Barmore, where they could just line them up and play some base base defense instead of this sub where you're bringing in three nickel and you know three big safeties. So they're sort of getting back to basics, and they played more zone this week than they played man. Um, this is three really good straight weeks for the defense, and you can see it's trending well, which is good for the young Belichick, Steve Belichick, who's calling the plays.
0: Yeah, what do you what, what's your feeling about uh, you know going uh, into uh, you know hosting the Browns this weekend? Do you feel good about this? Because I kind of feel pretty good about this one.
2: Yeah, because I think it's two teams going in different directions. You know, the Browns started pretty good, and you know they're sitting there with four losses, and you know they're kind of chasing Baltimore with Pittsburgh coming on, and Cincinnati's taking a step back. Uh, sort of a must win for the Browns, but you know, Baker's banged up. He's dealing with that left shoulder. They had a bunch of guys out. Chubb's on the COVID list. Um, so I think it's trending well for New England. You're the team hosting, it's one o'clock. It's gonna be fifty two and sunny and the place is gonna be rocking. Yeah. Um, advantage New England. So you gotta get this one and you got a short week next week. Um we play at Atlanta on that Thursday night next week. So I'll probably be talking to you guys from Atlanta next week. Yeah. Great. Yeah, I will be in.
0: That'll be a good one. So, you know, real quick, we don't have a whole lot of time with you. This this whole thing with the uh, the Green Bay Packers and these fines, you know, when you when you really break it down, Aaron Rodgers is going to lose a single hour of salary, while Alan Lazard loses a full week, and then there's a three hundred thousand dollar fine against the the Packers organization. There's a lot of people who are saying this means nothing more. Than just a slap on the wrist all the way around, and to me, the one who really gets hurt in this is is Allen Lazard. You, you may have you know broken protocol, but fifteen thousand dollars means a whole lot more to him than anybody else who got fined in this situation.
2: It's it, it's such a wordplay that he used, and I don't know why he did it. All he had to do is say, "I'm I'm not getting the shot." Uh, there's other guys, there's other quarterbacks in the league that guys like Kirk Cousins that just to say I'm not getting it, and you, you move on. I don't know why he had to play this game. Um, and What it does it put the Green Bay PR team and the coach, everybody in in, in in a bad light. I couldn't imagine, you know, the Patriots PR department having to handle and sort of keep quiet what was actually going on. Now he makes all those other people look bad. But more importantly, you know, put people in jeopardy. If you – if you, whatever the details are um, on, you know, the transmission of everything and people he came in contact with. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's just – Typical Aaron. Yeah, he's a different cat, man.
0: You know, I, I'm I'm a longtime Packer fan. I'll be the first to to admit that, and I, and, I, and I'll do it to you know, graciously and, to, and I'll die on that hill. But the fact of the matter is, the NFL and the Players Union both agreed on protocols that they have. You know, they they've all signed off on. And if you're not going to yeah. follow those protocols and try to deceive your way through them, a three hundred thousand dollar fine probably isn't. Uh, damaging anybody, a three hundred thousand dollar fine and the loss of a draft pick. Yeah, maybe that means something a little bit more. But you know, clearly, the NFL doesn't really right. want to be in the, involved in any of this.
2: No, you got to. You, you got to. When you agree to something, you got to do it. I mean, look at the stuff Cam Newton went through. Now yeah. I so bad for a guy like Cam who got criticized for all this. Had to miss time for five days because he broke protocol. That's a guy that's got to pay for it. And Aaron Rodgers just gets a slap on the wrist, and it's just it's bad for the league. Yep. Yeah, absolutely.
0: I absolutely agree.
1: Scott it's good to talk you'll we'll talk to hey, you uh, hey,
2: next week. Hey hey great
1: talk. Uh, maybe next week we're going to uh, say who's better uh Wham or s- the s- uh span- <laughs>
2: <laughs> inner orchestral hey, maneuvers in the dark. Wham. I actually I took that uh that Wham cover when when he was with, when when George Michael was and Andrew Ridgeley. I took it to my hairstylist in Pittsburgh, and I said, I want George Michael's hair. I can never replicate it. Wow.
1: See, That's... this is what this bit should be about. <laughs> 86, man. That was 80, 1985,
2: go, 86. Man. That's my will out. <laughs> Very and good. Brian Adams, rec- uh, summer 69, Reckless came out. There you, you 15, go. All that stuff.
0: Scott Zolak brought to you by the Leah Auto Group. Good to talk to you. We'll talk to you next week.
2: I'll see you guys. Have a great week. You there too. You. It's
0: 825 and Rock 102.
1: Hey, uh, you know how we uh, we were saying the other day how it was reported at that Astro World Festival that there was a security guard who uh, apparently was injected with heroin and then had to be revived with Narcan? Right. Yeah, that's not true. None of Didn't happen? True. Didn't happen. The security guard was, in fact, injured, but he was injured by someone hitting him on the back of the head, falling unconscious, and then waking up later in a oh. security tent. Uh, you know, and, was, and and
0: the heroin in his system was actually heroin from
1: earlier in the day. He didn't have any heroin in his system. It it, it wasn't true. None of it was true. There was no he didn't have to be revived with Narcan it, so there none, was no heroin. No, there was no heroin involved at all. And I was thinking about that actually when I read the story the first time going, uh, a good heroin addict would not give away free heroin. You keep that to yourself. You know how expensive that stuff is. I would
0: love to say I do, Steve. I'm, uh, I'm not uh, on the horse, so it's not, is it's it? not easy for me to say exactly what that, what that costs. I just know that if, if I were a heroin addict, I probably would not be all that keen to share.
1: I have a heroin addict uh, in my house. Really? Just loaded with heroin. A whole attic. Filled no with kidding. Air. Yeah. Heroin. 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 Uh, yeah, the the stuff that uh, you use to keep your hair in place. Oh, uh, no, Steve, that's
0: that's hairspray.
1: Oh, oh, oh! Completely different. You
0: may you may be thinking of that restaurant, say, like in uh,
1: what is it, Sunderland? It's the blue. Heron. Oh, the blue heron. No, no That's the yeah. blue heron. Not the blue heron. No, no, I'm those sure. are the things that uh, that uh, that blue heron eat. Herring.
0: No, Steve, that's
1: uh, that's herring.
0: I think what you're actually thinking about is it's one of the five basic scents, uh, like taste and feeling. No, I believe that's hearing,
1: which you're not doing very good at right now. <laughs> no, we are not. We have news coming up next at Rock 102. Rock 102's Pro Picks Pool is underway at Rock 102.
0: 836, Baxin O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagle.
1: I'm sorry. I'm just reading the story about this uh, artist, right? An, yeah. An NFT artist, you know the ones that they have the the digital things behind their uh, one with
0: the their... non fungible transmission.
1: Yeah. So this guy uh, creates uh, penises out of pixels, and he just sold one for a hundred thousand U.S. dollars. Am I crazy
0: or is that an expensive penis? How
1: many penises have I dra- uh, drawn over the years? I've never received a penny from them.
0: Just in the back of my window. Yeah, right. On my car. Right.
1: We haven't done that in a while. We should do that again.
0: You know, this may be the year we bring it back. Yeah.
1: His name is DeCasso. <laughs> <laughs> The guy uh, who draws penises for a living is called DiCasso. Oh, that's beautiful. That is, uh, that is great. I don't mean to
0: brag. I thought uh, you know, when you and I were drawing penises in the back of each other's windshields that, uh, you know, mine showed a certain uh you know three-dimensional depth uh oh, yeah, you know, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing
1: oh it's very you uh you have definitely have the better penis drawing skills mostly because you handle them so often you know oh, i'm saying to you, Steve. do you know what i'm saying well i handle
0: my own nearly every single day because uh, what else have you got to do in the afternoon but uh yeah no i just uh, what can i say i uh, i live for my art
1: well you do you do very well at it so uh, uh kudos to you sir you're welcome. Kudos to you.
0: But DiCasso, you have to. DeCasso. You have to respect his art if he's wanting to sell it for what was it, six figures? Yeah, hundred thousand dollars. Unbelievable! This guy, this guy's uh, artistic penises have got to be something
1: else. Uh, cities and towns across Western Massachusetts will salute those who served with uh, Veterans Day served with Veterans Day ceremonies, parades, and events uh, today. Springfield will host the Veterans Day Parade, ending with a ceremony and wreath laying at the Veterans Monument. The parade will begin at 11 a.m. at STCC and will make its way down State Street to City Hall. It will be led by Springfield's 2021 Veteran of the Year, Donald Roberts, who served in Vietnam before becoming a Springfield Public Schools teacher. Roberts retired as a public school administrator. After 42 years, he has received the Vietnam Service Medal, National Defense Service Medal, and the Army Commendation Medal. And due to the pandemic, The parade itself will be downsized compared to past years, but Mayor Dom Dom says the public is invited to watch along the route and is asking for a big turnout. Those in the parade are asked to limit their group to 12 people, wear a mask, and maintain social distancing. Mm. After the parade, there will be a memorial and a wreath-laying ceremony at the Veterans uh, Monuments, just as I reported earlier in the story, but redundancy is key with 22 News.
0: You got a point there, yes.
1: So, Did I mention um, after the parade there will be a memorial and leith, uh, wreath-laying ceremony at the Veterans Monument?
0: No, but will there be a memorial and a wreath-laying wreath, bearing, uh, a wreath uh, laying ceremony uh, today?
1: No, but there will be a memorial and a wreath-laying ceremony.
0: You cannot stress that enough.
1: Uh-uh. Uh, the uh, Springfield Fire Department was called to an accident on Al- 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 Albemarle Street in Springfield this morning. Uh, there's no other details about the accident. The person had to be extricated and taken to a hospital. But what do details matter anyway? Albemarle. Albemarle. Uh, here's not good news. On uh, Last night, the Springfield police were called to an accident on State Street. According to the department, spokesperson Ryan Walsh, officers helped a woman who was struck by a vehicle around 6.15 p.m. on the 100 block of State Street. The woman was taken to Bay State Medical Center where she later died due to her injuries. A driver stayed on site as officers investigated the accident. Springfield Police Department's Traffic Bureau is investigating, and uh, there are no other details uh, about this accident. But again, here we are with another pedestrian death uh, on State Street. All these accidents that uh, keep happening. Yeah, I don't know, man. uh, it's, uh, It's becoming a problem. It's becoming a big problem. I'll say it's a very big problem. Greenfield police responded uh, Wednesday afternoon to a report of a disturbance at Greenfield High School that led to a shelter in place while the situation was resolved. This is uh, this is the uh, crazy Joe Clark uh, in in the movie Lean on Me with a, with uh, the
0: megaphone and uh, the baseball bat. Was it a baseball bat or was it just like a like a two by four?
1: It was like a club, I believe. Yeah, that's what it is. Like a billy club.
0: Yeah, a baseball bat. It's pretty intimidating
1: too with a guy with a megaphone. Yeah, I'm telling you, we're uh, we're getting a megaphone for the Mayflower Marathon. I like it, so I can yell at people as they come up and donate food. I can't, you know, put I, those cans over there.
0: I gotta tell you, I'm I'm so excited about the prospect of this thing that we cannot we can't talk about yet. Uh, that may or may not happen. If it doesn't happen, then you know, forget this conversation ever ever existed. But if it does happen, I'm telling you, the the handful of people that I have let in on this, mm-hmm. they're like. You're kidding me, right? How yeah. are you getting that? How is that going to happen? Where are you going to put it? And we're like, we don't know
1: yet. Yeah,
0: we're, we'll I hope to it. God it happens because I think it's just about the coolest thing we've ever done at a Mayflower Marathon.
1: It's a it's a stuffed uh, statue of Bueller the elephant. No, no, it's better Biggie. than that.
0: It's better than that. It's better than a butter cow. It's better than a long line for baked potatoes. It's better than anything you'd find at the Big E. Uh, I don't know
1: about that. anything. I don't know if you. Oh, believe me. A big yellow slide. Do you think it's better than the big yellow slide?
0: Steve, in my opinion, this uh, what we are discussing is almost as iconic as the big yellow slide, if not more so.
1: Uh, anywho, there was a disruption, said Superintendent Christine DeBarge. Uh, school staff were able to handle the situation, but we always appreciate the Greenfield Police Department's response and willingness to help out. According to DeBarge, contrary to initial reports, there was no fight, and it didn't involve as large of a group, about 20 individuals, as was initially reported to police. Since the start of the school year, the police department has responded at least 14 times. 14 times? I don't remember my son being absent 14 times. Uh, To the high school for reports of unruly students, teens smoking on the bleachers, fights, and verbal altercations, according to Deputy Police Chief uh, William Gordon.
0: And again, this is not uh, the same DeBarge from, uh, from the 80s.
1: Nor it is the, uh, the same Commissioner Gordon right. from the Batman series. But it's uh, not DeBarge. It's no. too bad. I think there's been an uptick of calls, but that uh, very well because beca- we don't have a school resource officer there that would handle the smaller calls. Well, we had to cut the school resource officer because of budgets
0: remember when we were kids? I don't know if it was like this when you were a kid, but when we were kids, when there was a fight in school, it made for like one of the best days of the year. Like we really wanted to see like two dudes just
1: you know you know
0: going at each other. Just if, you know, if
1: you weren't on the receiving end of that,
0: yeah, no, 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 you wouldn't want that. But if it's like two guys that you didn't like, it's like you know, fight, fight. Everyone's surrounded them, waiting to see what happens. Or a cat fight. Cat fights were kind of cool, too. Cat fight. Woof. It's and But you'd see that kind of stuff, and, you know, the kids would all gather around and, you know, watch it happen. And it was usually over within, like, a, you know, 30, 40 seconds because uh, you'd have, like, a, I don't know, like a history professor, you know, you know pull these kids apart. I don't know, man. There was something about those times you you never, ever forget.
1: You wish you could go back to those days, couldn't you?
0: No, I don't want to go back. I just remember the joy and excitement of watching a uh, uh, fight in school.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, a little sociopathic, actually. Uh, yeah. You'd be wanting to see something
0: like that. I remember a, a fight that uh, that took place in middle school. And like you said, the gym teacher came out. And the gym teacher was this big, giant, powerful guy. We always thought he was kind of fat, but he, he was athletic. He literally grabbed... These two seventh graders, and lifted them up by their shirts, and then carried them to the the school office, with the two of them in his hands extended out, like so they couldn't reach each other, but they were still trying to move around, to break free of uh, of this guy's uh, g- you know, vice-like grips. Mm-hmm. Most amazing uh, show of strength I've ever seen. I could I couldn't lift a, a seventh grade kid over my head, never mind two of them. Oh,
1: you could now maybe
0: no no not in not at my age not in, the, not in the shape i'm in i could do it i could maybe grab one seventh grade kid at a time and i'd say you i'm, t- I'm coming back for you next yeah i s- take the one and i you know drag him to the office and hope to god that the other kid is still waiting for me when i got back
1: look at you with the violence on the children good for you
0: it's not violent steve It's discipline. Discipline. There's a big difference. Law and order. In order to maintain educational standards in the state of Massachusetts, sometimes you have to lift a seventh grader above your head.
1: Hey, I'm not an expert on psychology or soup. Well, I mean, I do appreciate a good soup, but I'm not an expert on soup. Sure. Uh, But I feel like this was a little bit of an overreaction. A woman in Texas got angry on Sunday because the soup she got from a restaurant was too hot. So she responded... By throwing it in an employee's face. Too hot. Too hot. Too hot. Too hot to hold. Um, uh, it, is, is that, it? Uh, who was it? That? that was uh, <sighs> a yeah. Matt Casey in the Sunshine Band. Who no, was that? No, 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 no. Who was that?
0: Uh, cool in the gang.
1: Cool in the gang. Yes. L- later sampled by Coolio. Uh, turned into an AIDS song. Yeah, there you go. Just happen to have that handy. I to slept with Mark and Mark slept with Tina And Tina slept with Javier The first time he seen a Javier slept with Lupe And Loopy slept with Rob Because he was rolling in and And had a good ass job That was the Coolio
0: version Yeah, that wasn't the Cool in the, gang version. Cool in
1: the gang version Coolio did it better fell in love. High school sweethearts. See, he's love So he's talking about funny. sex yeah, yeah Coolio's talking about the dangers of sex Coolio would know Forever. I'm not Started so sh- off as a plan, ended up in the plot. You better cool yourself off, because you're too damn hot. I
0: remember how we made that yeah. way. There yeah, you go, man.
1: Anyway, this happened at the Mexican uh, at a Mexican joint in Temple, Texas, about halfway between Austin and Dallas. Uh, she was, she called in and was livid because the soup she ordered was so hot it melted the plastic lid on the container. Okay? Alright, okay. So
0: now that's different. That's different. If the heat of the of the soup affects its ability to move it from one place to the next. Yeah. That then becomes a dangerous soup.
1: Now, the cashier who answered the phone was a young woman named Janelle Broland, who sounds like she did everything right. She apologized. She said she understood why it was upsetting and offered her a refund, free food, the works. You know, the whole kit and caboodle. Sure. The kit and the caboodle. The woman just wanted to yell, though, and kept calling her names and dropping F-bombs. So Janelle eventually said, you can't talk to me like that. And she hung up, right? Wow. Well, okay. Shortly after that. The woman shows back up at the restaurant and continues to curse at her, so Janelle threatened to call the police, and that's when the woman threw the soup in her face and walked out. Luckily, it had cooled down by then. I would hope so. So it didn't burn her, but a spicy soup, uh, it was a spicy soup called Menudo. Oh, isn't that past the duchy? No, that's musical youth. Oh. Who Uh, am I thinking of uh, Menudo?
0: Well, I believe, uh, uh, yeah, well, Menudo... Let me see if I can find some Menudo for you. These were a uh, collection of youngsters that uh, were in a band, a vocal group, until a certain age where they were fighting Mm -hmm. the outskirts of puberty and were uh, forced out. Ricky Martin was in Menudo. He was.
1: Anyway, the spicy soup called Menudo got into her eyes. She says it was like being pepper sprayed. The restaurant banned the woman. Posted the footage of it online and say police charges. Are, police say charges are pending. Oh
0: did any wonder that Manuna was an international sensation?
1: How did this? How? How, how do things become things? I don't know how things become popular? That song sucks. What are you talking about? That whole thing.
0: Th- this. This is a uh, claridad. But well, maybe you'd be a little happier if with, uh, if I chose uh, Subete di Mimoto.
1: More like Clara Sad or Clara Dumb.
0: Subete a Mimoto. This has got a little bit more of an edge to it. Like it's a, the metal version of Minuto.
1: I would have been happier if you rickrolled everybody. That would have been better. That would have been better.
0: Steve, not everything can be resolved by a rickroll.
1: Yes, it can be yes it can be rick Gasley did it himself at the macy's day thanksgiving parade back in 2012. anyway your uh pioneer valley forecast today it is going to be uh sunny with a high of 59. tomorrow uh not so sunny matter of fact it's going to rain all day in a high of 63. we're looking at 37 right now in downtown springfield i'm steve nagel and that's the news on rock 102. oh yeah oh, you know, you didn't get expect it. Uh, I rickrolled you. See, now I gotta do it, now I gotta do the whole uh, post thing. Yeah, ready? right, okay. Alright, it's uh coming up on 850 here at Rock 102. This is Rick Ashley. never gonna give you up on Rock 102 W A Q R. you strangers to love. You know the rules, and so and do I. I! A simple nigga said I'm thinking of. Thinking of you, you wouldn't get this from, from. All right. All right,
0: that's there we, we go. Yeah. It's uh 850 with Axen O'Brien at Rock 102. Looking to